You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. I'm really excited to welcome our very first guests uh, of today and the very last ones of the week. Uh, This afternoon, we are going to hear about a wonderful local film called Memories to Choke on and Drinks to Wash Them Down. And this movie recently won the Hong Kong Film Critics Society Best Screenplay Award, and it's also just hit $1 million at the box office. And I'm really, really delighted to be joined by the directors of the movie, Kate Riley, along with Lung Ming Kai, who joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the program, Kai and Kate. Thank you so much for being Thank with us you. today. Thank, Thank you so much. Hello. Great to be here. We are live this afternoon on Facebook. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Let's hope the connection holds up well. Uh, so for our listeners <laughs> who want to join us there, feel free to do so. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. So maybe, Kate, if I can start off with you first, tell us a little bit more about your film, Memories to Choke On and Drinks to Wash Them Down. Um, Kai and I... Uh we're uh, a couple, we've worked together, we met on the job uh, many years ago in New York, and um, when the when the protest took place in 2014, um, we wanted to, um, we wanted to make a film s- sort of, uh, in, in, we wanted to make a film about the zeitgeist in Hong Kong at that time. We, we, we were moved to make a project about Hong Kong because we were feeling great love for it. And, um, and I feel like I've already lost the thread. Do yeah. you want to take over? Yeah, and then like you know, <laughs> and then at the, the, the December two thousand fourteen, we wrote a feature script in snowy Minnesota. Yes, my mother's uh, Locked home. up, and then like, and then we, and then the feature script got a grant, and then like, and then like, we, and then we take the characters from the one big story and basically keep the same theme and everything, and then but then like divide it into smaller stories because you know. Uh, things change, keep changing, and then we feel like more simple story and like closer to everyday life could be something be more timeless. Yeah. And then so so our movie is a anthology film with four parts. Like each of them is a short, but then you can also watch them together. They also like thematically they're tied together, but like story wise, you can enjoy them one by one. Right. And then three of them is fiction. Uh, one of them. The last one is a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. a little hybrid anthology. And I like yeah. the way that it's four short films put together, but really together you can feel the nostalgia that, you know, the actors portray and also the, the audience will feel, no doubt, for Hong Kong, our home. Um, and also, the, you know, the sense of hopefulness, you know, based on these characters. Um, perhaps let's go through uh, each of the sh- of the short film one by one, just so that uh, the, the audience can get a flavor of it. And by the way, this movie is still in the cinemas right now, so you still have a chance to, to support uh, this locally made film. Film, wonderful cinematography. Um, so really, really kudos to, to, to you both. Um, so tell us about uh, these sort of individual films then. Uh, let's start with the first one. Very touching story between um, a, a, a woman, an old woman with dementia um, and her wonderful story with her domestic worker. And I think that's a story that's that surrounds us here in Hong Kong. Everywhere you look, you you will see that scene around my, my own grandmother, for example, you know, ha, has a wonderful uh, Indonesian domestic worker and, and the relationship mm-hmm. between them. And I, your film really captures that. Oh, good. Okay, thank thank you. you. Well, being artists, we work odd hours. And so we spend a lot of time in our housing complex during the day observing all of these um, 
intimate duos, these older people and their caretakers. And so that relationship is very interesting to us. And, and we're also friends with domestic workers. And we're, we also have, um, you know, a lot of older people in our lives as well uh, who need that kind of care. So I guess um, for us, there were a few things we wanted to touch on there. It's, it's um, two immigrants spending the day together and the older immigrant telling the stories of how she arrived in Hong Kong and the young immigrating to um, uh, contend with everything the older woman is throwing at her. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's like basically a day in their a day of their life, but then that that day could be also have an every day in the rest of their life. Yeah, too. So like, yeah, yeah it's like it could be it could be dramatic, but like you know, we're also gonna be keep on repeating itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the reasons that we started there was that um, so much of modern Hong Kong uh, exists because of women like the granny in that story, right? These, these, you know, our mothers or grandmothers who came here from China um, as refugees and made a life here and then had children and grandchildren. And so, so we sort of begin the film there because for us, that's, that's, our origin story you know like most of those stories are Kai, it comes from kai's mother yeah um, oh that's so lovely yeah. yes and and yeah. i think this is certainly 100 percent relatable for, for many people in hong kong and many people overseas as well because you yeah. know um immigrant families settle settling overseas is a story that we can all relate to that that sort of narrative um i i, I hate giving away too much of the film and i really try not to in, in my interviews but i really love the scene of that scene especially the, the, the end bit of that that scene sort of fading away and we watch the relationship between the granny and um the domestic worker through the glass cabinet and it just really is touching it's like we're watching them through a looking glass and it's just really mm -hmm. really beautiful cinematography um so Thank the second you. story is of two brothers mm. yeah and um so it's about two brothers having one night of adventure in the toy store that was owned by their mother when also a place where they grew up trying to get like the good stuff from it before the the shop closed so the premise is that just one night of the two brothers hang out in a family mm -hmm. uh establishment and it took place in sham shui po um but it changes a lot like in the in the, in the recent years so like yeah so it's about two of them growing up, one kind of grown up already, one is like nostalgic about their younger days and also about young people trying to find their way to the future, mm -hmm. yeah. I love right. that yeah. is between two brothers because we often mm -hmm. sort of see the relationship between women and how they're quite open to talk. Mm -hmm. And with the two brothers, they talk and then slowly and slowly it gets deeper and deeper. And I really yeah. love that between them. Is it based on um, you. anybody you know or is it sort of... Um, it's sort of inspired... Well, it's sort of inspired by people that we know. I think... Um, I mean, Kai, yeah, I know you're excited to say that it's sort of modeled on my relationship with my own brother, but I, that wasn't our starting point. Our starting point was observing people around us and a lot of the young people that we know here. But then there are dimensions of my relationship with my brother because he has, you know, um, a steady, a relatively steady job <laughs> and uh, children and, you know, like, whereas we're sort of itinerant, we're like going all over the world and not doing anything very practical. And yeah. so, 
I suppose that um, inflected it. Mm, yeah. But, so like no. the 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 brother relationship is based on Kay and her brother, and then the shop is the a toy store that is on the same block as my kindergarten. Oh. And it's and it's and, and it was there since then. Wow, I was going to ask why Sham Shui Po because a lot of times when we think of Sham Shui Po, um, a lot of different images come to mind. You know, the electronic shops, uh, the, the the great restaurants that that we see, mm-hmm. the people, the old people, and a lot yeah. of young people like to go to Sham Shui Po. So it's kind of yeah. a yeah. cool it's place wild. to go. Yeah. So why yeah. did you sort of set it in Sham Shui Po? Um, when when we when we wrote the stories. We we wasn't trying to make it so samshaypo, <laughs> uh-huh. but then because because my parent my you know my I've long time tied to that district like my grandparents was selling eggs at the wet market in samshaypo, oh, cool. And then they change and then they sell clothes. My mom worked at the shop, and then my father was mm-hmm. like change her taxi driver shift at samshaypo, and then and then he owned a high five store in samshaypo. So like. <laughs> You know, is and basically like though the first place, the first place that we go to after Kate put up, put down her luggage, like visiting Hong Kong, like Sham Shui Po, two thousand eight. It was Sham Shui Po, the first place I ever saw in Hong Kong was Sham Shui Po. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's like we 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 have a very like oh let's make a movie about Sham Shui Po. It's just like okay, we have these stories, and then we think about locations. It's just like. It's like a magnet. It's always just draws to Sam Shui Po. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's why the first story is not necessarily like Sam Shui Po related, but then the other ones like all this, all this cha cha tang, all this like, uh, food, food cart or like toy store yeah. or street. It's just like, it's like a magnet. It's just yeah. Exactly. And in terms of this. And in terms of the storyline of that second story, you know, as you described, I mean, I think your family at first they were selling eggs on the street. They were just selling like loose eggs to other very cool. poor people on the street. And then your father earned enough money to eventually have a high five store mm-hmm. and send you to grad school for art. Like, I mean, it's just you know that was there was a time right in Hong Kong when you could have that kind of trajectory. So I think the second story is also us um, reflecting on how young people now don't have those. Options, right? This kid is um, the younger brother is perhaps not taking his life into his own hands, but he also has no realistic chance of moving out of his family home. You know, he can't take over the business that he would have been able to a generation before. I think I think it's a lot of us reflecting on that. Absolutely, I saw that sort of upward social mobility being stunted for the unfortunately the younger brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh makes me sad to think about well there's a lot of hope still in the movie <laughs> um, i think so yeah. i hope so as well yeah. yeah and then we also believe like young people will find a way yes yeah you know, like exactly we think it's hopeful too yeah they, they, I, I think we feel bad for them but like also, we also feel like you know they'll be more creative and more more like motivated than us absolutely and i think the future is what you make of it you know we're free to still write the future our, our, our own future if you like and and it's you know you've you've can still find creative jobs um so yeah. let's move on to the third story which i know kate you are you're starring in it you're an actress <laughs> by training as well tell us about the third story then um, the third story is about two teachers um, at a secondary school who spend a year uh, eating together after school and then ultimately say goodbye at the end of the year. Um, and 
I know it's very, this is very tricky. I, I'm so grateful to you for not wanting to give away too much, but this is very hard, it's isn't it? so um, hard, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really struggling. Um, uh, I, I would suppose say it is... You, you sort of learn about the, the Hong Kong culture through uh, Gregory right. Wong, um, who, who's right. an excellent actor as well, and you're a fantastic he actress. Is. And the chemistry between you both are, yeah, just very great. Oh, that I'm sort told. of exchange. Uh -oh. <laughs> Husband's next to you, uh -oh. so we better not talk about that. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. <laughs> great actors, um, yes. <laughs> Gregory is so good, and he also... I mean, the script was very tight. That was the script that we worked over the most because we knew it could also be terrible. Um, it had the potential to be really terrible, right? And uh, and also, as you said, you know, I'm this I'm this foreign, I'm this white woman coming from America and casting myself opposite Hong Kong's man god, which is just ludicrous. Hmm. So. You're the director of the film. You can do anything. <laughs> um, I froze. I hope we're connected. What was it like working? So it had to be good, right? It was wonderful working with him. And so, so yeah, so the script was, we worked it over a lot. It was very tight, but we also were excited to improvise beyond it. And, uh, you know, we have never lived in England. He has. That was, we were trying to build in his own history and we wanted him to embellish based on his past. And um, so we had a great time improvising. And, and yeah, he was a pleasure to work with. And he's just very, very good. I, I think that this, the story is much better uh, for his having improvised. A lot of the scenes, uh, yeah, I, I, like it's structurally better and the language is, is more colorful. And, yeah. Yeah, One thing great. I really enjoyed in particular were also the sort of the, the, the conversation scenes between the food. You know, Hong Kong is known as a food haven and it's always so nice to watch people on the screen eating and just seeing the different cuisines available. You know, when he was talking mm -hmm. about the wonton noodles and then, you know, there were scenes cutting to, to noodles. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's often nice because, you know, you'll watch back the, the film in, I don't know, 10, 20 years time. And it may be a very different Hong Kong, um, yeah. because yeah. of the high turnover of, of rental and a lot of restaurants right. and the, and the streets might be different. I think that's also reflected in the Sham Shui Po, uh, mm -hmm. scenes in, in the Toy Stories. Um, yeah, finally, yeah. so the last bit is a bit of a documentary on, on uh, the the political landscape here in Hong Kong, following uh, politicians uh, here in Hong Kong, um, I, I thought it was kind of real. Well, sorry, I, 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 well, no, no, I, no. I thought it was part of the. I, I thought it was a, a fiction. Sorry, but it's actually nonfiction. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do. I think because because her character is so charismatic mm -hmm. that like better than anything we could have come up with. Yeah. By writing, you know. Yeah. Um, Initially, the fourth chapter of the film. Uh, was something else. We shot something else that was scripted and it was not, uh, it was, then we find out Jessica was running for office. We know her socially and we said, oh, you know, forget it. And we, and we shelved that fourth chapter and we followed her instead because we were filming, we were filming over the course of 2019. And, you know, this project was always about trying to capture the spirit of the times. And then, and then as 2019 unfolded, people stopped being so nostalgic and sad and trying to puzzle out their history. And they and they put all that aside. And, you know, these unsentimental people, often young women, uh, took control. And and so we thought, OK, if we're reflecting the time, we should we should just 
you know, show what's her. happening right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hong Kong kind of kind of suffered a, a sort of uh, two punch kind of thing. You know, first there was the the unrest and the polit- and the changing of the political landscape, and then we had the pandemic. Well, the global pandemic. Um, mm. how, how did that sort of affect your film, and and how did you have to sort of adapt uh, with your film? Well, I'm ter- I'm glad that the. I'm glad that the climate change in 2019 for I'm I'm happy for Hong Kong for how 2019 played out for what people did in 2019 and I'm also glad that our film I'm I'm glad that we had reason to change up our film and follow right and also like it's just like the thing you know the we 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 actually in 2019 we see more hope in yeah. Hong Kong like in Hong Kong people especially Hong Kong young people and that manifests into the last chapter of the movie yeah like you know people and I mean that that is like a good thing that happened to it like yeah. filming wise like you know we finished filming by November mm-hmm. so we must not so affected by uh the pandemic no, no, or no. other things and then like you know and then and then the one thing the pandemic did to us is like it hot our run <laughs> yeah like yeah our, our movie was doing was opening in November 2020 and then, and then it was we we have like we go from six cinema to eleven. Yeah, we opened in six, and then overnight it was doing it was doing so well that we we went to eleven. It, but, it yeah. increased to eleven. And then we got shut down for three months. And then when we came back, we were competing with all of these Lunar New Year movies and everything. Right. So, but you know, um, the good thing is like Hong Kong still have good movies coming up, and that's like a good yeah. opportunity for Hong Kong movies because Absolutely. like for. Because foreign movies was not like a little slow, and it's good that it's good that. But then, like you know, we just need to keep up. Yeah, yeah. All so the forums we're... I've been to, they're like, "This is a must-watch film. People need to go there oh, and, and watch it." And I know you have a strong you. sort That's of so nice. social media presence um, uh, as well. But yeah. some of our listeners tuning in, um, Kate and Kai are husband and wife. So, what was that dynamic like, working as sort of co-directors and sort of having to? Um, you know, were the lines between personal and professional quite blurred? Who who got the final say? Who got the final cut? <laughs> Being the director, uh, who got the final say? Uh, well, it's mostly romantic, <laughs> sometimes spicy. Uh, also a good thing, though. Could be could be salty or sour. Occasionally salty or sour. But then, like in the end, it's still sweet, I guess. We've worked together for a very long time. I mean, we met when we were very young. We've worked together a lot. This was the first time we were co-directing a long-form project. It was the toughest. The toughest thing was when we were initially writing together because we thought we knew each other so well, and then we discovered that we constructed narratives about the world in different ways, and that was sort of threatening. Do you know what I mean? It, like how either of us will tell any given story was so different, and that was kind of scary. Yeah. But once we. But once we worked that out and got to know each other better, the rest was the rest was yeah. like not so tough. Yeah, and also like you know, I think if we're doing a commercial film together, it'll be it might be easier because there's like oh, you know, that's a goal. But like for a personal film like this one, like is sometimes about what we want to say, and that is very more subjective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But then in the end, it was out. It was okay. Yeah. And I'm sure the listeners and our audience would love to see what you have to say with your film. Remind our listeners once again, how can we support your film? Memories to choke on, drinks to wash them down. Um, it's out in the cinema. Have you got a, a website and a Facebook page or an Instagram that people can follow you on? Yes, yes, we are both on Facebook and Instagram. You can look up 
the movie title uh, or the Chinese title Ye Heng Yin Yang Sam Sui Bo. And then like you have a few shows this Easter weekend, you know, and we'll... Right. This weekend it's playing at Broadway Cinematheque and Golden Scene Cinema. So one on Kowloon side, one on Hong Kong side, uh, and we're picking up more shows all the time. I think we're, we're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're very grateful for the cinemas to give us a like, good time on this. Yeah, weekend, yeah. So. yeah. Congratulations! It's really so great Thank to see so local um, filming industry thrive, and we should definitely do our part to support it. There's also a voting that's going on as well. How there can our is. listeners? Thank you so much yes. for mentioning. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's really it's exciting. We we um, the top five of uh, Hong Kong Movie Six. Right, Hong Kong Movie Six has this audience determined award, and voting for the finals are going on right now and the film is up for best directors best film and best lead actor gregory wong so hopefully people will watch the film and if they like it uh vote for it because yeah it would just be great for yeah, independent yeah. films to get this kind of support it's, it's amazing that we made it this yeah. far already and this also like other, other great hong kong film this year that like there are. yeah just when the chance to vote vote yes um, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon, Leng Meng Kai and also Kate Riley, the directors of Memories to Choke On, Drinks to Wash Them Down. Thank you so much. And I look forward to um, you. watching your film again in the cinema. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, nice. Thank you thank so you. much, Nerian. A pleasure. Tough times coming. The rent 